hearts of men. The shadow knows. <laughs> Once again, the Grove Laboratories bring you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Listen, friends, multiple vitamins, like anything else for your health, should be taken with complete understanding of your individual needs. Your doctor may find two Grove Defender Multiple Vitamin Capsules as a supplement to your diet will meet your daily requirements. But if you're acutely fatigued, nervous, can't cold easily because of a much too low vitamin intake, he may try to relieve that condition by prescribing bigger doses. If he was in the Army, your doctor knows all about Defender Multiple Vitamins, which the Army used by the million. He knows that two Defender capsules every day will help prevent distressing dietary vitamin deficiencies. So get Defender Multiple Vitamins at your druggist. And be sure to supplement your food with two defenders every day. All right, welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, science advisor, Matt Moniz. One more round of applause for everybody for pulling that off. Great work, guys. Thanks to everybody that came down and sat outside and, and watched everything going on and had their foreheads autographed by Keith Johnson. Never wash your head now, ever. Ever. You know, eventually she'll get acne, Keith, and your name will be like... I'll be in Braille. I'm waiting for the permanent tattoo. That's what happens a lot, too. You know, you sign your autograph on somebody's body, they go and they get it inked up. Matt Moniz is a member of Blue Oyster Cult over there. You know, he's, He knows what I'm talking about. But anyway, that was Possession of the Church, a, a live radio drama written by the three writers who are here with us now, Rebecca Coleman, Paul Treneth, Jim Yeruda. Guys, great work, great script. Uh, I think it fit perfectly into the radio format, which it, let's just talk everybody through how this happened. I mean, I, I remember I started listening to some of these old shows uh, on my iPod while I was working out, while I was walking, whatever I was doing, and it really struck me as something that's kind of a lost art. So I had mentioned to these guys, hey, we should try to pull one of those off. Let's see if we can actually do it. And we started to get serious about it and say, hey, it's summertime. We can pull it off. People are available. Let's get them now before paranormal convention season and we'll never see anybody. And it just so happened that Jim came at me and said, hey, I got an idea for something. Yep. It was just a happy coincidence. We, had, uh, Paul and I had been wondering about writing things, and we just focused on horror. And we said, I think I'll ask that Tim Weisberg. <laughs> and I just walked up to, up to you in the office and said, have you ever, what would you think about performing some live drama, a, a horror show, and he said, funny, you should ask that. And from that point on, we just started trying to work on ideas and how, through how the How long process. would you say it took to, to put this whole script together? Well, I don't know. About what, three months? Uh, probably three months, start to finish. You just yeah. started with an idea and kind of hammered out some ideas? Yeah, we had, we, we had worked on this... Um, just a script for nothing just to practice writing together mm -hmm. and then after we talked to you we started walking around and saying we've what else could we do and we kicked around three or four different ideas and this one seemed to be kind of easier to write i guess 
Because we, we remembered how spooky the church suppers were when we were kids. <laughs> yeah. how, how, how scared we were of all the old the people and the whole the way the sanctuary was so scary to us and we weren't allowed to go into the sanctuary when we were at the church suppers. Mm-hmm. It was like forbidden territory and it was always really freaky, freaked us out back then when we were younger. Now, did you get chicken and pie or did you get the ham and beans no, supper? we had ham and beans. We never had chicken. I don't know that's where right. Jimmy got this chicken from. Well, foxes like chicken. That's exactly, yeah, that's what it was, but, you know. And and so uh, how did you come into the process, Rebecca? Um, they had showed me their, um, the script they were just talking about. Um, what was that called? Fishing in the Rain. Fishing in the Rain, yeah. And um, Sounds like a great 70s pop song. <laughs> <laughs> and I really liked it. And um, when I guess Jim would just bring in um, parts of the script and, we would talk after deadline at work mm-hmm. and uh, just come up with ideas. Like he would ask me questions. Well, what do you think it motivates this character? Why do you think you know they would do this? So we would just kick around ideas. So now that it's uh, done and performed, uh, is the Standard Times aware of how much hours you put into this uh, on the work schedule? Uh, we want to thank them. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, my lawyer will be in touch with you about that. But, uh, no, always after deadline. There you go. And now, when you started writing the script, uh, did you kind of write it with the idea of performing it in this style? Um, we started writing this one specifically for Spooky South Coast. But did you think it would be performed, you know, live, or, or were you hoping we would try to tape it ahead of time? We, and we didn't have any preconceived notions. We said, hey, we could do this live. Because we, we actually debated amongst ourselves whether to try to do it live or try to tape it and play it off as live, you know, just to try to make sure that there couldn't be any, any major problems, any FCC violations or anything. Uh, we played a cigarette ad, but I think we'll be all right because Chesterfield, I don't think they make those anymore, so we should be all right. But we were really nervous about the idea of bringing, you know, 10 people into the studio, throwing them all around four mics and, and hoping it would work out. And did you kind of envision that as you were writing the scenes? Did you envision what was going on with the characters and with the scenes? Or were you also thinking about the idea of, hey, when it actually gets to the performance, here's how it's going to be? Yep. I tell you, I, I pictured in my head three people standing around a microphone holding papers and stepping back and moving forward, and just like the old days. Well, if you want to co- give us a call, tell us what you thought of Possession of the Church. Give us a call, 508-996-0500, You can also just call up with, you know, any old-time radio memories or thoughts. Or How much old-time radio have you guys listened to? Have, have you Did you kind of listen to some old shows to get an idea of how they presented their scripts, or did you want to just write the way that you were going to write? We listened to a couple, but not too yeah. many. We listened to... The suspense series, mm-hmm. several several of those, and it was interesting to hear a lot of the different devices that they would use to move you through. And not everyone was the same, so that was very helpful to me in trying to do scenes. But we're also crazy fans of um, Bob and Ray and stuff like that, too. It, it was kind of uh, different, too, because when we started talking about it, we didn't take into account how to change from a scene using only audio cues, you know, how to come in and out of a commercial break and get in, get back into the drama. And that was one of the reasons why we decided to run old-time radio commercials is because we thought if we ran something modern, it would take the listener out of the element. And uh, we talked a bit in the first hour with our guest then, Kurt Kersteiner, about the idea of doing things digitally. You know, we have podcasts, we have live streaming, so it's not going to have that old-time 
sound to it, the old muffled crackle <laughs> noise to it. So we needed to really put that into the performance to make it have that kind of thing. I think we really, you know, not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I think we pulled that off. I think we gave it that old-time feel of building the tension and using only sound to get the point across. Yeah, I yeah. think we all learned a lot, that's for sure. <laughs> and we know how to make it easier for next time. Will there be a next time? There are more scripts coming? Yeah. We've, we've got... We've got plenty. We've got ideas we like you ideas. wouldn't believe. <laughs> well, I, I think we can make this an annual right event. I think we can do this every summer. We'll we'll get a bunch of actors together. Are you all invited back? Well, what we'll do is we'll tell them how many parts they have to write in because everybody's going to be knocking down our doors to get involved in this. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for the work that you did thank for you. pulling this off and for taking acting roles kind of against your will. Uh, As I told you, though, you. nobody will know the material better than you guys. You know these characters. You created great characters, and you brought them to life. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much. It's great fun. All right, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll talk to some of the other people hanging out with us here in the Spooky Studio. We'll also take your calls, 508-996-0500, 508-291-0500. We'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. Night Beat. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. Tim Weisberg here, along with the silent assassin, Matt Costa, science advisor, Matt Moniz, and we just talked with the writers of Possession of the Church. Now we're going to talk with some of the actors who joined us tonight. We have Leanne Wilbur of the Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast, Keith Johnson, founder of New England Anomalies Research, demonologist, you've probably seen him recently on A&E's Paranormal State, and he's always ready to come in and help us out with some of our crazy ideas here on Spooky South Coast, but you can watch all his crazy ideas on his show, Ghosts Are Near. It's not really that crazy, Keith. It's pretty pretty straightforward, but it's an, an excellent program. And we have Elizabeth Russell of Open Doors joining us as well. You've heard us promoting a lot of the events that are going on there. We'll talk to her about some upcoming stuff as well. Uh, Leanne, you guys were just on the Travel Channel last week on Extreme Places to Stay, so that must have booked up some rooms pretty quick down to Lizzie Borden Bed and Breakfast. It did. I had... Um a lot of calls coming in after that show aired and, and quite a few reservations. So it was really nice, really nice. They did a good job. We've got the anniversary of the murders coming up, so that must be making your world a living hell right now. August 4th, yep. <laughs> Is there going to be any kind of events like last year? Or? We're doing a reenactment this year. Uh, the script is changing a little bit um, from what we did last year. We want to make it a little different this year. So uh, I still haven't seen the finished product yet. The script is still under wraps. I know in the past you had done, you know, recreations of the murders, and then last year you kind of t twisted a little bit and you did the funeral approach, like the the, the morning after. Not it was a couple of days Emily. after. Yeah. What prompted that very last minute is that Mr. Borden retired on us, <laughs> and so with no Mr. Mr. Borden, um, we ended up doing dead Mr. Borden, and it was a house of mourning, a, w a house of women mourning, and uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. It was a nice twist. And now the Room, the murder room has already been booked. Uh, it went on eBay again this year. It did. What was the, the grand total, if you don't mind? Uh, this year's winner paid just on just about five hundred dollars for it. Last so year's winner paid about a thousand. Yeah. And um, the winner is coming up from Pennsylvania. It's good though that different people can get. It. I like that approach to keeping it fair. You know, that way there it doesn't matter who tries to book it first. It goes to the highest bidder. It, it just it's easier that way. I think. Well, it is for me. The first year we bought the house. I was told there was a waiting list. I was never given this mysterious waiting list. And within 
two months, I had eight people call me to tell me that they had been promised the room. <laughs> and I said, well, that's just not going to work. And um, decided if all these people are going to fight over the room, I'm just going to put it on eBay. That's the best way to do it. And there's some, some upcoming programs, too, that will be airing. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen Monster Quest Ghosts, they've been rerunning the heck out of it on the History Channel. There's a big segment there at Lizzie Borden starring our, our science advisor, Matt Moniz. And uh, I'm in there for like 30 seconds. And also there's a show coming up on the Wii Network this fall, or hopefully it'll air this fall, from when we all went there and did an investigation with uh, Shadowlands Investigations and hopefully and Wailing City Ghosts. Hopefully that will make it to air this fall as well. And I'll tell you, there's TV producers that keep calling that want to get in there and do more. So, oh, let them keep calling. <laughs> we'll set <laughs> it all. Up. They better call me. <laughs> all right, well, well, we thank you for coming in and joining us. We'll let you get back to work because we know that there's a a, a bunch of stuff going on there. And I think Matt Moniz and I are going to be crashing your house next week for the uh, the private investigation that some people booked the house for. Oh, that's right, August third or yeah. August second. Yeah. They want us to go in there and basically do all the work for them. No, I mean, they just want some help. Stir up, stir up the uh, creatures that dwell in my abode. I don't cause, I don't stir anything up in there. <laughs> Getting thrown against walls and whatnot. They like you. Do they, do they talk about me after I'm gone? Do they ever say anything? <laughs> like, thanks for bringing him back. All right, well, thank you very You bring much. out the best in my home. Well, or the worst, depending on how you look at it. For us, it's the best, but if you're the person that has to stay there after I go home... Yeah. Leanne, I'd like to that say would be I, me. I loved being your husband again tonight. Oh, when thank we first you. we first met in theater, where we were playing husband and wife, and you can't take it with you, and we got to do it again, like oh. going down memory lane. What was that? Fifteen years ago, wasn't it? Yeah, about that. Who yeah. knew we'd be sitting here fifteen years later? <laughs> Did you doing know this that, all Tim? over again? I didn't know. You were a little young at the time, probably, but uh, no, I, I I was, and uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that uh, you know we'd be contributing to your. Uh, your Mormon side here, Keith, with multiple <laughs> wives. Oh, yes. We have to say hi to, to your wife, Sandra, who, who was going to join us, couldn't, but we thank her for, you know, almost coming in. We'll definitely, we'll write her in a part next year oh, for great. sure. Yeah, yeah. So and your bro really appreciates that. Your too. brother Carl also off, busy investigating and, and couldn't join us, but, you know, if we can get the whole Johnson family in here next time with parts, we definitely will. We'll have to do that. We'll have a reunion. You're all a bunch of hams. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, and Keith, what do you have coming up? Is there some classes coming up uh, before Halloween? Well, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, next week, next next Friday, we have the Sandwich Community Center again, mm -hmm. which you know personally is yes. a very haunted community, a lot of paranormal activity. And, we've, of course, we're still going strong with Ghosts Are Near. We've got a lot of good guests coming up. We're looking forward to having Leanne on as a, an upcoming guest. And uh, so that show's doing great. We've got quite a following. And just last week... We're in Clearwater, Florida at the Bellevue Hotel doing the TAPS Con, TAPS Convention, the family convention. So that went really, really well. And uh, Matt was called upon. <laughs> it's a little funny story. There was a lady about to have a tower reading, and she was uh, pregnant, but I guess her water broke prematurely. And she didn't want to go to the hospital. She wanted to have her reading done first. And Matt saying, oh, trust me, I, I'm an EMT. I, I know that you have to go now. Well, can't you just stay with me while I have my tower read? And I guess he was <laughs> supposed to stand there with a bucket or whatever. But uh, he, you finally did convince her, right? Well, yeah, I finally got uh, Tiffany Johnson to come and give her the reading that she wanted. I, I, How do you just, know your dog is She was, uh, you know. With, we need you to do another exorcism on our computer system. Right. Well, you mentioned Tiffany, so, you know. Yeah. 
And uh, I, I went running to that place trying to find Tiffany. And uh-huh. as you know, that place is huge. Right. Grabbed her, brought her, got her, got her the reading, and then, you know. Can you we, do like a 30-second reading, Tiffany? <laughs> she got her reading, and then we shipped her out. And uh, the following day, she gave birth and, and doing well. Everything turned out all right. Yeah. Not, not to interrupt, but I just want to say hello to Fairhaven's finest that just cruised by the studio. <laughs> Thank you for not making Chris move her car. She's technically not in the fire lane right now, so you're all set, Chris. You'll hear, you'll know what I'm talking about in about 14 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, in the end, you, you had something that you wanted to share? Oh, I just wanted to mention that um, uh, for anyone who did see the Travel Channel's uh, creep, uh, extreme places to stay. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, it featured Chris Moon and uh, Ghost Hunters University, which is coming up again here in September 5th and 6th, and I still have plenty of availability for both evenings. If anyone is interested in coming to learn how to use paranormal investigative equipment, and there's a lecture, and I feed everyone who doesn't run away. And uh, for those of you who are brave enough to spend the night, we even feed you breakfast in the morning. And I still have rooms available for both the Friday night event, which is GHU 101, and the Saturday event, which is GHU 102. And Chris is, Chris is great, but the featured attraction, of course, at every one of these is... The Telephone to the Dead. And, and, and it works. It's very interesting, I've got to say. The only problem is the dead call collect. <laughs> Why don't you give out the numbers for everybody so they can uh, ah, call? Yes, and make that would help. They have uh, call waiting? <laughs> been waiting a long time. <laughs> uh, if anyone is interested in more information, they can call me at the house. Uh, the number to Lizzie Borden's is 508 675 7333. There you have it. So uh, definitely call now and make reservations. Well, don't call now because Leanne's here. But call tomorrow <laughs> and make reservations and, and get yourself booked in for that uh, as soon as you can. And we're going we're gonna to talk to you about putting on another investigator's night, too, because we've had a lot of f- positive feedback and people want to go back in and do more. And and with GHU and with Chris, you can go and you can learn. And then with us, we'll just let you have the run of the house while we take a nap. <laughs> well, the GHU is for people who, again, don't know how to use the equipment but mm-hmm. have always been interested in learning how to use it. What you and Matt do is for um, people who... Seasoned, already have yeah. group. We have already have groups together. Season investigators. It's a way to keep uh, keep the cost down of getting the whole house out to you for an entire evening. So. I would love to give the way the house for free, but uh, you know I've got I've got lots of bills to pay. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the problem with uh, haunted locations: property taxes, property taxes, mortgages, electric bills, uh, new air bills. handlers, ceilings <laughs> uh, falling apart, ceiling falling apart when the air air handlers go. Yeah, things like that. Is is, is uh. I know Matt was talking about uh, some some sales of some of the debris. Yes, since we've had this major catastrophe two weeks ago um, where the air handler overflowed and flooded out two bedrooms, um, three actually, um, the uh, remnants of part of the original actual Borden house, the bones of the house literally, are drying out in my basement. And Matt has come up with some good ideas of what I should do with some of these things. One of the ideas that I came up with, is a friend of mine is a carpenter, and there's a significant amount of wood that's coming out of you know, these places to be repaired, is having a small-scale model of the board house redone uh, like a, um, a doll's house, a Lizzie Borden doll house made from the actual pieces of the Lizzie Borden home. Oh, wow. 
carry the vibrations with it. Yeah. <laughs> we also have a, a, a devoted listener who's a model maker as well, who makes a lot of miniatures, so maybe she could even help out as well. And uh, was there a plan to try and auction off some of these pieces individually yes, too? Yes, it will all help pay for the damage that I'm now getting billed with. <laughs> the, the things the insurance just didn't cover. <laughs> they don't cover... And Matt was witness to the damage, and uh, he can attest, yes, I've got a lot of work to do, but it's all going to be done by August 4th. It is extensive, but it is, uh, it's easily remedied with the right people. And a big check. <laughs> yeah, the right people cost uh, a lot of money. But I will have the house in tip-top shape by August 4th. There you go. And tours, of course, every day. Tours are every day from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the hour, seven days a week. Leanne, uh, could you mention what August 4th means, why it is significant? Ah, August 4th, 1892, is the day that the bodies of Andrew Jackson Borden and Abby Durfee Borden were found brutally murdered. It is the day of the murders. A popular spot that day. It is a popular spot, and if you come by this August 4th for a day tour... You might see Lizzie. There you go. So mm. definitely check that out for sure. And Lizzie-Borden.com is the website. Yes, it is. If anybody wants to find out anymore. Lizzie's already setting out her dress for the day. She wants to look good. Oh, is it the green one? I think it's a blue one this year. Oh, okay, great. With the leg of mutton sleeves. Wow. I'd like to see you wearing it. <laughs> this, this is getting weird. You guys, you guys are only pretending to be a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> that was only That acting. was a different play, Keith. <laughs> what, what, was it, what was it that uh, John Lovitz used to say? Acting! That's all it was, acting. All right, well, while we have Elizabeth here, too, uh, we want to talk to you about some of the stuff going on at Open Doors. Uh, we've been promoting uh, the upcoming the uh, Introduction to the Paranormal class that I'll be teaching every Wednesday. And uh, Matt Moniz is giving his presentation, We Are Not Alone, on August 18th. 15th. 15th. And then we have Chris Pittman in between. On August 8th. And he'll be talking about cryptozoological mysteries uh, in Massachusetts and in, in this whole area. And then what else do you have coming up? I know you have a seance coming up. On August 16th, we have a seance. It'll be our fourth one that we have done. We do it every other month. Um, i got to say, I am pretty starstruck sitting in the studio right now because... You know, I'm just a girl from Brockton. <laughs> you know, we don't so we don't I. do this. I know, but so um, at any rate, yeah. Um, so we do have a lot of interesting classes. I mean, the store is primarily a healing center, but there, from what I could see, there isn't a store or something like that that has that's a home to the paranormal, mm -hmm. where you can find different classes that interest you. Because you know, as, as many of you have gone through, you're like the oddball, you're the freak. And there's no place to really connect with people. So um, when I started scheduling these classes, I just started collecting people in the community coming in. And I've been amazed at the turnout, the classes that we've had. So um, Spooky South Coast and Open Doors are just booked the USS Salem for November 14th, an all-night ghost hunt. Um, so I'm really excited about that. The biggest part I'm excited about is that all the proceeds will go to the Diane Devana Center, which is um, a business, or not a business, but an office that deals with child neglect and abuse. And um, it costs $4,500 to treat one child um, versus the $60,000 if the child goes through DSS. So I'd really love to make enough money to, to treat one child through the thing. But I'm just really excited. 
Well, I, I think we're going to. I think we're going to raise enough to, to sponsor a child. If you can't come uh, to, and it's in Quincy, the U.S. It's in Salem. Quincy, yep. If you can't come and be part of this event on November 14th, but you want to make a donation to this event, they can send it to the store, and you guys can make sure it gets forwarded on. Oh, absolutely. Give the address and the phone number. Um, it's Open Doors in Braintree, 395 Washington Street. The phone number is 781-843-8224. Our website is www.opendoors with the number 7, so opendoors7.com. And you can look over all the classes that we do have. Um, and there's always more being added. Um, we're going to be pretty busy. The 25th of September, we have Shannon, Sylvia, and Dave Manch coming um, to do one of our ghost stories. Um, we have Matt, which I'm really looking forward to, and I'm hoping Matt will... Um, do a lot of lectures at the store, and I really want to sweet talk Keith and Leanne into coming in and, and giving talks at the store, and Andy, I'm not leaving you out either. But um, what I'm really looking forward to after the USS Salem is in March is to have an academic workshop day for our paranormal groups to come in and just cha exchange ideas and um, learn and hopefully meet and greet each other because we were talking earlier this week and there's just there's not enough conferences in our area uh, guys like keith who are out there on the lecture circuit who are very in demand to come and speak at these conventions you have to travel all over the place you don't get the chance to do enough in your own backyard we have paranormal x but we've had some other ones that have had some trouble getting off the ground here in the new england area so to be able to do something locally is probably a plus for you because it saves you some traveling miles oh yes i'd love to do something locally for a change just relax and uh not worrying about going home through uh, 500 miles, 800 miles, Let's make everybody miles. else come to us for a change. Yes, yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah. You'd get to sleep in your own bed that night. That would be a luxury. So, so Keith, would you entertain the idea of doing a lecture out of Lizzie Borden's house? Oh, I would love to. I would simply love to. That That is a place that's very close to my heart because we have family members that grew up right in Fall River, right near the Bordens, and... Uh, my family, on my mother's side, is buried right in back of the Bordens. So if you see the places, the Darlings, the Greens, that's my family. Then you have the Bordens in Oak Grove Cemetery. So very close to me, and I would love to. And, of course, you're always good company. So I, w I would do it for you in a heartbeat. Well, thank you. Well, we'll have to talk about that more then. We will do that. Spooky South Coast, making things happen. All right, why don't we take our final break of the night, Matt Costa? Does that work for you? We'll take our last break. When we come back, we'll talk more with our guests. We'll talk to you, 508 nine nine six zero five hundred five oh eight two nine one zero five hundred maybe you saw the x-files last night at the premiere on some uh, some tickets that we gave away and thank you again to flagship cinemas for giving us all the tickets to give away remember if you won them from us last week they're also good for captain's comedy night on august 9th thank you to enrique over there and especially a big thank you to melissa for all her help uh, she even gave us a tour of the projection room and we gave away some pizzas to the people that were in the uh, in the audience to see the x-files so Definitely big thanks to them. Go to their website, flagshipcinemas.com, and you can find out about some of their great promotions coming up, like renting out the big screen to play Xbox 360, mm -hmm. uh, the Guitar Hero Tournament that's no, coming up, the, uh, the Captain's Comedy Night, of course, on August 9th, and just a whole bunch of other ideas that they're going to be launching and that Spooky South Coast will certainly be a part of. So we'll be right back with more here on Spooky South Coast. Chaser is the one beer to have when you're having more than one. 
Kids outside dancing to the Schaefer beer song. <laughs> That's when you know things have gone out of control here at Spooky South Coast. Welcome back to Spooky South Coast. I am Tim Weisberg, alongside the silent assassin Matt Costa, science advisor Matt Moniz, and everybody that helped us out performing Possession of the Church tonight. We thank you all for listening. Hopefully it uh, went well on your end because uh, things were pretty cool on our end. Uh, we were happy to do it. We're happy to bring live radio drama back to the airwaves, or maybe even for the first time on these airwaves. And we hope we can do it again in the future. And thanks to Kurt Kersteiner for joining us in the first hour. His website is RadioHorrorHosts.com. If you want to find out more about some of these old-time shows, download some samples. Uh, there's so many old-time radio websites out there that we highly recommend you get out there and just surf around, you know, listen to some of these commercials. A lot of these commercials that we were listening to, Matt Costa, were kind of like little skits into themselves, you know. The, the, there was writing that went into that as well. So it's, it's worth checking out. And uh, there's even recurring characters in the commercials. So just go online and search Old Time Radio. You'll find a bunch of sites and get into it. As, as Andy can tell you, you know, it's definitely worth jumping into and, and getting into, especially now when you know, the rest of radio is boring except for what's on WBSM, right? Especially Saturday nights from 10 to midnight when we talk about the paranormal. And thank you again to the, to the finest of Fairhaven for making sure that the crowd outside doesn't get too unruly. I know they look like a bunch of troublemakers, <laughs> but with their folding chairs and their their stuffed animals in their pajamas, but don't worry, we're keeping a close eye on them. If anything gets out of control, we're going to send Moniz and Andy outside to handle things. So we'll send the demon lawyer and the head demon out there to take care of you. So uh, what do you guys think? Did anybody here get a chance to see the X-Files movie? I know. Nobody did. All right. Well, maybe somebody out there did. Give us a call. 508-996-0500. 508-291-0500. Guys, what do we got coming up on the show? I know we're going to be having a couple big UFO shows coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to be talking to Stan Friedman real soon, and we're trying to work out some other guests as well. But we we got to talk, Matt Moniz, and I'm just going to have you snag that microphone from Leanne because we got to talk about this before I go off the air. we got to talk about Edgar Mitchell, Dr. Edgar Mitchell, Apollo astronaut, and the announcement that he made this week. Why don't you let everybody know what Edgar Mitchell was talking about on another radio show? Okay. Uh, Edgar Mitchell basically outed NASA. Uh, Dr. Edgar Mitchell is basically the seventh person to walk on the moon. Uh, doctorate in astrophysics and a number of other uh, postdocs in science-related fields. He is definitely a very intelligent man, very well-educated, and uh, he also worked for a number of years in uh, various military intelligence. He basically came out and said, yes, we have been visited. NASA's covering things up. I've been privy to this certain parts of information there's far more than even what I know and uh, you've all been lied to and uh, this is unheard of and and Dr. Mitchell somebody who is already kind of on the outs with NASA anyway because of his you know in his new book the I think it's called the way of the traveler uh, he talks about how you know he's done these experimentations when he was on the NASA flights and he kind of did his own experimentation yeah you're referring to the um, 
psychic test that he was uh, trying to conduct during the mm-hmm. Apollo mission. He was overboard. And they weren't really 100% behind that plan. No, but I take my hat off for him for at least trying. He, like myself, he's a true scientist. He doesn't make a judgment one way or another because somebody else says something. You look for yourself. That's what a true scientist does. Objectively look for yourself. And now that he's made this announcement, of course, uh, we've been talking to his representatives for a while now, trying to set up uh, a time to have him on Spooky South Coast as a guest. The problem is he's an older gentleman. He's not usually available live on Saturday nights at 10 o'clock, so we have to pre-tape something during the day. He's only available in the mornings, and we're not. So we've been trying to work something out. But, of course, once I heard this bombshell announced, I said, well, I'll take a day off of work if that's what it takes to get this interview recorded. And his publicist is on vacation so <laughs> convenient timing dr mitchell but uh definitely we'll keep following up with this story as well um and there'll just be a number of uh, ufo shows coming up because it's there's there's something happening you know watch larry king watch cnn watch fox news hear these reports there's something happening we heard earlier this evening right before we went on the air matt costa we were talking we, we were just talking amongst ourselves and you heard the news report that came over the the network news here on wbsm and, and they were talking about Dr. Mitchell. Wow, this microphone sounds different. It does, doesn't it? So did you catch any of that while you were going on? I only caught bits and pieces, but uh, it's kind of rare that you actually hear something of that nature on the uh, on our news. Do, do you think that the network so, knows that we're about to go on the air, so they feed us some of that paranormal news? I'd like to think so, but and probably not. Okay. Well, why don't we take this call? Good evening. You're on Spooky South Coast. How are you doing? Good. How are you? All right. Yes, uh... Good show. Thank you. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Uh, and I sh- enjoyed uh, going yesterday. The X-Files, uh, thanks to you, just gave me a ticket. So, What did you think of the film? Uh, I was kind of disappointed. Yeah, that's, that seems to be the prevailing uh, attitude that I'm hearing. Uh, it just seems to be, a lot of people are saying it just seems like a really long episode of the TV show. Yeah, it just uh, I don't know, it just seems like they threw, threw it together. I mean, it just, I mean, after all this weight, you figured, well, you know, they had enough planning and enough time to come up with something good. And I just, I don't know. I mean, there was episodes on the show that put that to shame. You know what I'm saying? Matt, Matt Cost is writing me a note saying he blames Exhibit. The fact that Exhibit was in the movie. As <laughs> the, which one? <laughs> one of the one of the new uh, agents, Amanda Pete and Exhibit playing the the new agents. Did, was there a lot of nostalgia for the Mulder and Scully character? Was there a lot characters? Was there a lot of, you know, story catching up with them, or did they kind of just? Mention it a little bit and then move on with the story. Yeah, it just they were—I don't know—just looked like they were just playing a part. You know, what I mean, they're not. To me, they gave more than they used to be in the series. You know, it was just—I uh, don't know—just disappointing. I just—I guess maybe I was expecting too much. Or uh, well, I mean, six years, yeah. I mean, and ten years since the last movie, it kind of builds up expectations. Yeah, it just even the storyline itself it just was. Uh, I don't know. I, I you know if I had, I don't go by uh, reviews and nothing like that. So it was good to see it myself. And, and you didn't. You, you paid the magic price for it too. <laughs> and don't forget now, if you were disappointed in the film, you won't be disappointed in Captain's Comedy Night on August 9th. Yeah, no, I want to go with my wife. There you go. No, and, but uh, no, I want to. Like I said thank you. So she says. Oh yeah, it was a nice night. I enjoyed it. You know, it just too bad it was. Uh, and I really wanted to, really want to like it, but uh, I said, geez, I mean, I, I just, I don't know, even expected more, just 
Well, we've got other stuff planned with flagship too, so there'll be a, a bunch more stuff coming up. And uh, hey, at the very least, you got a free pizza out of the deal, right? That's right. Uh, actually, that was my son. Yeah. Oh, he's not going to share. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh man. He says he won it at the end of it. <laughs> oh well, you you won the tickets. He won the pizza. Everybody gets something. That's that's the way we do things here on Spooky South Coast. But no, it was a, it was a great show. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, it was nice to see all the people who won that came out last night, which was pretty much everybody in the theater. But uh, you know, we don't we don't blame Flagship for that. We blame uh, the Dark Knight. It's unstoppable. You cannot stop the Dark Knight. Biggest movie opening uh, the weekend before, and I'm sure they put up some huge numbers this week a lot. Hey guys, I want to know where can I get some of this Dr. Hackalot's consumption cream? <laughs> you can get it at Open Doors. You, you guys have it there? Yeah, we do. And, we uh, usually sell out. I'm just worried if I ever come down with, you know, the consumption, I can just rub some of that on me and be all better. Then oh, maybe yeah. I'll do a quick stint in Waverly Hills, maybe. Sounds like a good plan to me. All right. Well, if you would like to chime in on the discussion here, we have about uh, 12 minutes left before the end of the program. 508-996-0500, We can talk about anything to do with the paranormal. Uh, and if you've gone to any paranormal events lately, I know that the guys from Ghostly Talk Radio were hanging out with Capers last night down at their open, their open meet, what, lecture. They have it's a free a, lecture on Friday nights. Yes. Yeah, it's an open meeting and, and lecture. Company. I wasn't, wasn't sure what the, I, I blanked on what they call it, but they do it every last Friday of every month. And they had Scott and Doug from Ghostly Talk in their first Cape Cod appearance. So I'm sorry that we had to miss it, but prior constraints you know we had to go to uh the rehearsal for this and which uh did not leave the writers feeling any better about the production going on but we pulled it off anyway and then we had to go to flagship cinemas as well and thanks to everybody that stopped and talked to us while we were at flagship because normally when you set up a table in a public place like that and you have pens and a mailing list out and flyers they think that you're trying to like get them to sign up for a credit card or something which i wish that was the case because we could have given out you know, whatever they give out. Hey, hey, here's a towel, beach towel. <laughs> you know, and that, you know how many credit cards I've gotten because I signed up for whatever the cool thing was they were giving away. None. I get denied every time. But you know, everybody that stopped and talked to us and learned a little bit about the paranormal, even that tweaky kid. You know, he's probably listening tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening and, and for being interested in the paranormal as well. All right. Anybody else have anything to add? Because the, these three-hour shows kill me by the end of them. I just wanted to jump back to the Edgar Mitchell thing. I mean, sure. he's not the first astronaut to come out and say that he's seen something or he knows about, you know, um, aliens in space. No. Gordon Cooper has, That's been, has been known for years. Uh, one been, of the more recent in our stable would probably be um, Story Musgrave. Uh, he's been vocal about things that he's seen out in space right from the start. Another person we've been trying to get on the show and been in contact with people, but Buzz Aldrin made some comments about it and then kind of backtracked a little bit. He's actually been making comments for years. Um, I know somebody that knows him personally, and he's he's made comments about what he saw while he was up there and uh, no, made no two bones about it that, you know, he basically said, now this is paraphrasing coming from somebody else. I can't verify this, but basically said, yeah, we were escorted the whole way. Well, well, thank you for clarifying at least that Buzz Aldrin did not say that directly. <laughs> Next thing you know, we got Buzz Aldrin's people calling us. <laughs> well, uh, Elizabeth, does that kind of solidify the idea of UFOs and, and alien visitations for you to know that 
astronauts will report seeing this? Well, I think it does somewhat. Um, you know, my goal in life is to actually find little green bugs from the universe. You know, that's what I plan to end up doing by the time I'm dead. But I just really believe that there is something else out there. I just don't think that um, Earth was a one-chance happening. If it can happen once somewhere, it certainly could happen, you know, someplace else. But it's it's just it's hard when you're dealing with the Roswell things and, you know, people that you don't know personally claiming to have visitations and sightings because, you know, if you don't know them, you might think that they're just crazy. But doesn't that work for ghosts or anything else, too? It certainly is. And, you know, I was pretty skeptical until it started happening to me. Um, and then once... Are I, you referring to ghosts or UFOs? <laughs> well, actually, after two summers ago, I think it's both now. You'll, uh, this is I've been studying this stuff for about 25 years. I've noticed yeah. that most people that have seen a ghost also had some some form of UFO encounter. I, yeah, I mean, the house that I lived in for eight years was haunted. I never had personal experiences like that until I lived in that house. And then while I was living at that house, I was at a scientific-slash-government installation for a summer doing a research project and had some kind of bizarre experience. Um, and, you know, from what I've read, I've been looking for someone that's had a similar experience, and I can't seem to find Well, Moniz has had experiences like that in government installations, but usually he's behind the glass. Uh, banging to get out. <laughs> Sorry, you were say, yeah. I, I cut you off to make a joke, but you were going to say something? That was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, when I had my experience, you know, I was in, you know, the heart of all these scientists. I mean, y you know, PhDs in astrophysics and engineers, and, you know, I really didn't want to say, hey, I think I saw something out by the big telescope, <laughs> you know? You were doing remote viewing? No, I wasn't doing remote viewing. Um, I was... You weren't crystal gazing. I wasn't crystal gazing. <laughs> but those classes are coming soon to open. Yes, they are. Actually, we do have crystal gazing there. Um, but I was looking for prebiotic molecules outside of our solar system, and that's what my project was there. Um, yeah, I know I look stupid, but <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I find that very fascinating. Yeah. As a chemist Impressive. myself. Wow. Yeah, I I know it's one of it's like it's probably one of the proudest moments of my life because, like I said, I'm a girl from Brockton. I was only expected to wash dishes the rest of my life, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, some of us not. Well, you know, Basic. not that I'm putting it down, but we, if we that was that the extent. Secret, so. <laughs> you were looking for small chain carbon atom. Yeah, those. yeah, and we found um, we definitely. Um, confirmed that there was um, a seven-chain carbon with a nitrogen attached. But what we were looking for was the 13 and couldn't quite get that far. And I know, Matt, as a scientist, you know that, you know, the, the molecules, and I'm sorry if I'm boring the rest of you, but the <laughs> molecules know. have to build upon one with another, another. and it has to do with heat and all this other stuff. You as know. well as pressure and, yeah. And God and love. But... Uh, <laughs> But all of that has to take place, and, you know, given that the universe is so many millions, billions of years old, you know, either we're too soon or, you know, it's just about to happen or it's not going to happen for another billion years that we're going to find that. So, um, you know, the most interesting thing was, you know, being able to map a part of a star cloud. But, 
you know, aside from that, and then going back and reading my diary and finding that I had had that experience that I had forgotten about, um, it just it just made me think that the signs that they had on the campus, you know, crossing for aliens, you know, watch <laughs> out, it was a little more, you know. Um, but it, it's just when an astronaut, which is for me the pinnacle, oh, that's better than being the president of the United States, you're an astronaut. When they come back and say, you know, hey, we saw some stuff up there. You know, these guys are like, you know, square. You know, they might have been drinkers and smokers, but, you know, they they didn't lead these crazy lives. Well, I've met quite a few astronauts, and you're right, they're, they're, they're more than squares. They're yeah. cubes. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's another yeah. astronaut, too. I can't think of his name right now, uh, but he was coming out with these UFO revelations last year. And he lives up in Canada now, and he is producing a documentary or something or other. But basically, I contacted him to come on the show, and it was kind of a it was a money thing. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know how much I would take him into account, but it's still, it's another yeah. astronaut that's coming out and, and making these statements. Yeah, I mean, it's just when people start talking about something, you know, and it's just like, you know, off subject, like a molester comes out. You know, someone accuses him, and then all of a sudden the victims start coming out, and all of a sudden, you know, this squeaky clean person isn't so squeaky clean anymore. So there's definitely something happening. But, um, ah, crap. What was I going to (laughs) say? This is age. (laughs) We're running out of time anyway, so we'll save it for another edition. That was was fascinating, though, Elizabeth. That was great. Uh, really? Yeah, because I was going to ask about the repercussions of of this information coming out. Yeah. uh, Pretty amazing stuff. It is. Um, you know, I, I don't get into the UFO stuff a lot, and I hadn't until this happened, but I just read this book called Intercession, and it's supposedly written from the point of view of um, an alien has written the book, and he's conveyed it. It kind of sounds like, reads like conversations mm-hmm. with God. But, you know, reading through it, it made a lot of sense. Whether or not it's real, it just made me start thinking about actually what's going on. In, not just in our world, but in our universe. Wow. And Andy and I are amazed when we traipse around Ramtail and the things that come out there. You know, the big universe out there. Yeah. All right. Well, we're just about out of time for this edition of Spooky South Coast, our big three-hour old-time radio extravaganza. We're glad that you all enjoyed it. Uh, we would like to thank everybody that was part of the show tonight. We'd like to thank Paul, Jim, Becky for writing Possession of the Church and coming in and performing it. Andy for coming in, Leanne, Keith, Elizabeth. Thanks to both Matts for, for performing as well. And thanks to everybody that came out here and, and sat outside and cheered us on and risked the wrath of the police while you were doing this. <laughs> Thank you very much. So for Crowd control. <laughs> for everybody that was involved in tonight's program and for everybody that was listening and hanging out, we thank you. We will talk to you next week. And until then, we want you all to stay spooktacular. Rest assured, listener, that my time here has not been easy, and what you have just heard was not fiction. Although, in many a desperate moment, I most certainly wish it had been. It's over for now, it seems. Or at least, until yesterday begins again. Tomorrow, tomorrow. The supernatural is something that is...